0: What's up, Homebox Hoes? It's your favorite hostesses, Sam and Maddie from the HB Hoes podcast. What up? Uh, Today we are talking about House of the Dragon season one, episode four, and I'm so eager to get into it. This episode sent me, completely fucking sent me.
1: I just want to give all of the podcasters a big woo! My (laughs) my God, like, bro, bro. I am just yeah I'm I'm definitely excited to get into this uh there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot of like good stuff to talk about
0: I got some really good stuff I am quivering I've been quivering I rewatched it immediately after finishing it the first time because I just couldn't get enough um so I'm happy because this episode we saw a lot of um A lot of different, but also very necessary things to plot lines and stories and relationships versus like last episode. I know we were both excited about last episode because we got politics and a big battle. And this one, we didn't really get a lot of that, but we did get chemistry. Uh, Uh So we're going to run through it kind of chronologically, talk about things as they jump out at us and um, really spend some time on the big things that happened. Or yeah. small. Don't really know yeah. how big they are, but you know. Um, okay, so we start <laughs> off with, uh, Rhaenyra is sitting in you know this hall. She's on tour, looking for a suitor, and completely fucking uninterested. And okay. um, I think one of the biggest things to know, and we saw this in the trailer, was that she's wearing the necklace that Damon gave to her in episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, first she's greeted, you know, and kind of trying to be like courted so to speak by this old man and then she digs him deep and is like yeah do you remember if my great 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 grandmother was beautiful and you know whatever she's digging him for his age and then immediately a 10 year old walks up and is trying to court her so she's like fuck all this I'm done that 10 year old bad she don't know what she's missing I know honestly I um thought about it and I'm like of course this little 10 year old is the sweetest thing and of course he's from the north and I'm just like yeah I fucking love me some northerners but he was adorable and yeah so we quickly move out of that and one thing that I want to note just for later discussion is that when um when two of the guys start fighting one of them being the 10 year old you know, Kristen is walking Rhaenyra out and, um, you know, she goes to turn around because she hears the swords and the commotion and, you know, he's like, you know, just look away or like, don't, you know, don't, yeah. So in, in a protective manner. Um, so then we go to, uh, we're, um, immediately put into the throne room where, or, or actually we're on the ship. So Rhaenyra yes. is the yeah. Which-
1: So I just want to rewind, you know, she touches her necklace while she's with the potential suitors, which I immediately was like, oh, foreshadow Damon Mm -hmm. on the ship. And they all hear like dragon sounds like (laughs) (laughs) guys. And, you know, uh, they're like, take cover because they don't know what it is. And Damon comes so close to the boat, it like the wind of the of the flaps of the wings basically like rock the boat and everyone like kind of goes flying Rhaenyra hits her head but she's yeah. she's, she's not a- even mad which yes. I also think kind of foreshadows danger in
0: a way with Damon. I'm like
1: oh, oh ooh, for okay. sure
0: yeah he's a reckless chaotic person um mm-hmm. which I think that she finds incredibly thrilling um, so yeah, she's like she hits her head, she gets up and she's not even mad. As soon as she realizes that it's Damon's Dragon, she kind of smiles because she's like, oh shit, he's back. Um so then then we get to the throne room. Viserys the is there standing by the throne, and you know, the court is there and and everybody's kind of whispering like Damon's back. And he walks in with, you know, a,
1: a little crown. Yeah, and- his,
0: his little like sea bark crown. And um but then he basically pledges himself to Viserys and says, you know, yeah, you they're right. calling me the king of the stepstones. But, you know, there's only one true king. And, you know, my allegiance is with you always and kneels before him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then they share a hug, which was nice. Everybody applauded. Rhaenyra is very happy. Be- I want to say too, um,
1: I really appreciated this scene when they were first showing it because this is the most well lit I've ever seen the Iron Throne. Yeah. It was so like, I could see it so well visually. I was like, oh my God, like this is great
0: in daylight. It's always in like some gloomy shit. And I'm like, I just can't see the chair that well. Yeah. It's like the sun does not shine in Westeros ever it it at all. It shines in, in Essos and in Dorne, but like nowhere mm-hmm. in the other the kingdoms of westeros ever so yeah. yeah that was nice it was very nice it was kind of like symbolic i guess of just like good good faith yeah uh, between the two of them or so we think because you know damon always has mm-hmm. some shit up his sleeve we now know that he's you know a vengeful kind of person he can yeah. hold a grudge for sure um yep. So uh, yeah, so Damon kneels, gives Viserys his crown. You know, they hug, and then we're immediately brought outside um, to you know the, the courtyard. Yeah, the courtyard garden area where we see it's um, Rhaenyra, Damon, Viserys, and Alicent are standing. Viserys and Damon are kind of joking around. Viserys, visibly drunk again. This yeah. man is drinking away all of his sorrows. Yes. and you know they're joking around um Viserys Alicent says you know uh, i'm sure he would want to see the tapestries he hasn't yeah, been here in a while cuz
1: they're they're kind of celebrating his return almost like let's go outside let's get some fresh air talk and mingle and yeah so she suggests that like oh like you know he hasn't been here in a while like maybe he should see something that is new and Viserys kind of shut he kind of shuts her down like he makes a joke yeah. like do you do you think he'd really want to see this? And I think, you know, she's just being dutiful
0: and polite.
1: Yes. That's Allison's role. Of course, she probably knows that Damon isn't interested, but she's still going to do what she is supposed to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so immediately when she said that, I was like, these men don't want to see fucking tapestries. But at the same time, it was like, you know, she's just... Segueing into another thing. You know what I mean? Like the, the mm-hmm. conversation was done, the laughs were done, you know, it's what somebody that's trying to be social would do. So that made, it made sense when she said it, but what was nice about it was that, you know, when Viserys shuts her down, we see Rhaenyra kind of come to her rescue and say, okay, but I would love to see the tapestries. Right. Um, and I really thought in that moment that they were going to go together but then Rhaenyra just says like, I'll go alone. I know. And so yeah. it was kind of like a pickup and then a shutdown again, not on Allison, but just on, uh, you know, her isolation, like, yeah, that, that like, open door. Yeah. So, um, um I really
1: want to just point out really quickly too, Allison's dress. I really loved it here. She had that red choker and the red earrings. It was chef's kiss. Loved it. Another thing, just fashion-wise, um, I don't like seeing Rhaenyra in pink. It's not that it's a bad color on her. I just, like, this is House of the fucking Dragon. Put the bitch in red. Like, put no, her in it, rust. It, put yeah. her in orange. Like, put her in something a little more powerful. Like, I, I hated when they did that to Daenerys. They put her in that blue ensemble, and I was like, no. Yeah.
0: It felt like... She had to be pretty and delicate to, you know, she was just on her courting tour. So, you know, I definitely think that that was intentional to make her look less intimidating and more approachable and damsel y, um, for sure. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that she looks the best in, you know, in what she's pretty much worn thus far. Mm -hmm. Um, So then Ranira goes and basically just like sits on a bench by herself and then Allison. Um, Well, I do want to just say when Rhaenyra walks away uh, after she says, I'll go look at the tapestries Mm -hmm. myself, uh, the way that Damon looks at her. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. And it's like, the thing is what's so tricky about this man is you don't know what he's thinking. I think that there really is like a serious affinity he has for Rhaenyra. I think he really cares about her. I think he is attracted to her in some Mm -hmm. way, shape or form. Um, they definitely have some sort of like physical, emotional chemistry. Um, But it's still like my, like, it was almost like my ears were ringing the whole time. Like, this isn't, this is weird how this is working out. Like, I feel like if I just fell right into the fairy tale that I don't know, that's Damon's point, right? Like (laughs) it, it, it just, it felt like, okay, I have to keep my guard up with this guy because he is, unpredictable and like already said sort of reckless and chaotic so you know when we're talking about our our good girl Rhaenyra you know I'm just like my ears are up with it but the look he gives her I'm just like holy fucking shit Matt Smith Jesus Christ like how do you do that with one look he just looks infatuated and like Oh, like if his mouth, like as if his mouth was watering, right then and yeah. there, like it was just oh. yeah,
1: good acting, good what acting. thing.
0: What a fucking um, yeah,
1: it was great. But then we go over to the bench where Rhaenyra is, and Alicent comes to join her. Yes, It's down next to her, uninvited. But you know, I wrote in my notes that even though there's like this olive branch situation happening between them, I think that Alison, like it's two different perspectives and I want to almost compare it to love languages. Like she is coming from duty. And mm-hmm. what I think she's understanding, because that's so ingrained in her is that like, if she really wants Ranira back as a friend, like she just needs to support her.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and just be like, listen, you know, like if you don't want to get married and Pop out airs until you die. I get it.
0: Yeah. Um, I know. I feel like Allison especially like we saw her last last episode where she cuts off Ranira's music and alone time and makes her, you know, come to the hunt with them. And mm-hmm. she's really like using her authority to try to get Ranira to talk to her. And I get that. Um, mm-hmm. but that's gonna, that's the exact opposite of what Rhaenyra needs. She doesn't need another authority figure, she needs a friend. Mm-hmm. But what I think of, especially now with Allison kind of inviting herself to the bench and then they start talking and then Allison moves a little closer to her. It just reminds me of the teacher and Tina Fey and Mean Girls. Like, I'm a pusher, Katie. I'm a pusher. I push people. And I'm like, that's Allison. So, like, she just, by any means necessary, will make you fucking talk to her. Like, she will refuses to be ignored. So... In that way, I think that that, you know, is helping the situation. Um, you know, we see it the, later on in the episode, they have another exchange, but like in this, it was really nice because it, Renira needs somebody. She's very alone. Allison needs somebody. She's very alone. Mm-hmm. And they were able to be vulnerable with each other on the bench. And, you know, Renira was telling, you know, just kind of saying her grievances and what she's worried about to Allison. Allison was like, yeah, I find that I have very few friends now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then Raniere kind of grabs her hand and says, yeah, I miss you too. Oh, Oh, the hand grab. Oh my God. That (laughs) shit got me.
1: Okay. And, you know, I think just touching on a little bit of our discussion from the last pod regarding the situation, uh, Alison, you know, we also forgot, like she lost her best friend. We talked about that because we were, you know, you came at it like from Raniere's perspective, like I would be so pissed Mm -hmm. and realize that like Allison has also lost things like it what she didn't it's not her goal to become the queen you know what I mean like she didn't want to marry because there's what are you going to say no to the king absolutely yeah. not you yeah. don't do what you're supposed to do so like she says like oh you know and now like I always thought I would be Lady Allison but now I'm just the queen so like she lost her identity
0: yeah really and that
1: hit different for me I know everyone is hating on Allison but fuck all you Twitter and Reddit users this bitch is struggling yeah seriously not her
0: fault um yeah no you're right there is it she has hardly any autonomy and we see that later when the king Mm -hmm. summons her and Mm -hmm. it's just it's a whole thing that really put it into perspective that like this is definitely a place of duty and not a place of pleasure whatsoever for Allison yeah um so so after that you know we have a few other conversations with them too that we'll get into you know their situation more with but um you know after their conversation uh Rhaenyra meets Damon at the godswood tree which i knew it from the first episode when i saw it that that was the same tree that was in winterfell in game of thrones mm-hmm. um, but they confirmed it on their their little like inside the episode uh making of things so i just wanted to point that out that that's a really nice bring back i think yeah for- i noticed
1: that too immediately
0: yeah um so Damon is at the godswood tree and rhaenyra goes out to meet him and they you know are talking in high valerian and basically she's just kind of asking him why he's there you know why did you come back to king's landing like you know and he was basically like i was missing the comfort of home and she is just she's not buying it. Yeah. It is. It is. She's not buying it though. She's like, you know, I know that you're like, what else are you here besides just a torment my dad? kind of thing. Um, but then, you know, they kind of get into her talking about her duty and her tour of suitors and all that, and and that she doesn't want to end up like her mom, just somebody that's there to push out babies, and that's her only role in anything. You know, she wants to have an autonomous life and, and be an individual. And Uh he was saying, just because you have a duty does not mean that you can't have pleasure, even Uh if it's outside of that. Um, and I think that kind of like sparks a little, like, like not inspiration, but just like a little like piece of hope for her. Like, no, you're right. Like I do have power over like, even though duties and I don't have real power over like my decisions per se, when it comes to like the realm and my position, I still am a privileged person and can get things that I want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's really nice too, because as they're kind of talking about duty and being wed, he touches her necklace that Mm -hmm. he got for her. And I was like, Oh, sexy, like another little, um, but he also says like in the beginning of their small talk he's like oh like you look she says to him you look more mature and he says it back to her too which we we get it we get what he's alluding to but the thing i have qualms she looks exactly the fucking same to me i wish they (laughs) matured her a little bit more like like curled her hair or braided it like i don't know they she's still and i get it like she still is a kid what is she 19 now i think in a previous episode
0: she's 18 Right. She was 15. And then it's been four years. Well, no, he said Viserys in the last episode during the hunt said that she was 17. So this is like a year after that. So that makes her like 18. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: So, I mean, I get it. Like 18 year olds, they don't, you know, they haven't hit their second puberty, you know, like they're not getting that woman's body yet. So like, maybe that's why, but I, I just wish they would have matured her a little bit more.
0: Like physically. Um, um, I mean, like, I think that it's fine. I think that You know, because even then it's like I stopped physically maturing after like fucking 12. So like I get that. But like she does, they like costume and makeup could have, you know, made her look a little older. But I do think that like even, you know, even demeanor wise, the way that she comes off, she's a lady and she's supposed to act like that and carry herself a certain way. So I get that how she would have have always been a certain way and still be that way. Um, and I think honestly, you know, thinking about it, we've talked about this a lot just in terms of like growing up in psychology about how like the closeted person syndrome, like not closeted in like a queer sense, but like closeted, like you know, if you're not, if you're from a really controlled environment growing up, as soon as you get a little bit of freedom, you, you are crazy. Yeah. So I think that we see that with, with Rhaenyra in this episode, um, specifically with Damon, but, um, yeah, no. So he says that she matured. She yeah. says that he matured. He did seem a lot more mature just even yeah. that he came in. was. Yeah.
1: He was more uh, tranquil in a way, yeah. which yeah. could have been an act. We'll, we'll get, we'll get back to that. But, um, I also want to mention when he is explaining like the duties of being wed, uh, one thing that, I quoted uh he wrote you cannot live in fear or you'll miss the best parts of it Mm -hmm. and she says like she doesn't wish to live in fear she just doesn't want to be married and my, my fucking notes I was like this bitch said she wants to live alone and all I could hear was Oprah being like I can be married they just can't live in my house yeah yeah like that fucking
0: meme yeah um yeah, exactly, and that's literally I've described Renira like that. I think it might have been two pods ago, like where it was just like she just reads to me, like she just wants to be fucking alone. Like yeah. that's yeah. where she feels the most herself and at ease, and not like she's trying to live up to something, um, some sort of expectation that's put on her. Uh, you know, is when she's by herself. So, and yeah, I, you know, with specifically with Kristen in the last episode, I think that was one of the only times that we've really seen her be actually vulnerable, Mm -hmm. um, and let somebody else kind of take the lead, even though he never actually had the lead, but you know, that was the first time that I think we've really seen her open up like that besides her and her, her friendship with Allison in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so we have that kind of conversation with her and Damon and then, then we're brought right to the council room where the small council is meeting. Rhaenyra is actually sitting at the table right now. She's not a cup error anymore. And, um, Otto is talking about, I believe it was Otto that was saying that, um, Corlys is now, he didn't come. So, so, um, Damon tells Viserys that Corlys, instead of coming back to King's Landing or going to, instead of coming to King's Landing after the War of the Septons was done, he went home to, um, drift Yeah. So, um, which is right outside of, um, Dragonstone. I had to look it up on the map because we, Driftmark is not something that we know from Game of Thrones. Right. So it's not far, but that's where, you know, his house is. And Mm -hmm. then Otto at the small council meeting is saying that Corliss is in talks about marrying his daughter off with somebody like a, a Bravosi family. Yeah so um and bravos as we know from game of thrones is a free city it's always been a free city so having alliances with that is not really it seems like a move against the seven kingdoms against the crown
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um you know when you're trying to make those connections and alliances so that you know that puts everybody kind of on edge um viserys knows it's because uh corliss feels slighted about viserys not marrying his daughter Ranira mm-hmm. immediately knows like shit. Okay, this means that right. the only the only resolution to this is another marriage proposal on the yeah, table. Damon
1: is already married, so it's Rhaenyra. They're uh, not yeah. Aegon right now.
0: Yep, exactly. So um, so that was you know, a quick scene, and then um, we have um put to another
1: quick scene with the baby crying in Allison's chambers. Mm-hmm.
0: So this is the baby that Alison was pregnant with in the last episode. It's a little girl.
1: Right, it's not Aegon. Have we heard her name yet? I don't think.
0: Um, I have seen it, I think it's Reagan. It starts with an R. I'm not really sure what it is. I've seen it in posts and on like the family trees and stuff, but I can't think of it now. But I know it starts with an R. It's a little mm-hmm. girl. Um I think she I know she ends up being a dragon rider eventually, but that's all I really know about her when it comes to this story. Um so yeah, very quick scene uh, with Allison and the baby girl. And then we immediately go to Rhaenyra going into her own chambers to go to sleep. And this is where the fun starts, baby. Oh, Welcome, you
1: little sluts. <laughs> waiting so for good. Honestly, maybe in the description, we should just tag what part we start talking about this. Like 1, 11, minute 11, 43. So you can just fucking skip ahead to this and part.
0: Literally, literally. So Rhaenyra, uh cutie patootie, says goodnight to Kristen. Kristen says sleep well. She walks in, sees a bag of clothes and a note on her table opens. It has no idea who it's from. And we all know immediately it's it was a, it's a drawing
1: in. too, which is great. Like I thought it was going to be words, but it's a drawing to show her a door to the fucking tunnels.
0: Yes. And I'm pretty sure I haven't like paused it to see, but I'm pretty sure the writing must be in Valerian because it's not in American English. Right. So Um, That is cute, too, because it's kind of like it's something that her and Damon have shared in the past. They pretty much only speak in Valerian to each other um, Mm -hmm. that we've seen. So so, yeah, she finds the secret fucking door in her chambers, which how he knew about that. No clue. But that makes it even sexier. Like, (laughs) and you know she immediately realizes that this is a passageway out the clothes are to disguise her to look like a guy and you know she does in fact look like a boy I just want
1: to say the scoring they do her song at the best times as she's just it was like It was so great and it's kind of
0: slow, and it's just the music in her. Like it was all like very quiet and adventure. Yeah. I really liked that. Oh My God, it built the tension so well. And I have been scouring to try to find it. Um, just that song specifically, because I'm like, God, like it was so good. It was it was just building the tension perfectly. So then she's walking, she goes through um the score, you know, she's going through all these things. And um, all these kind of back ways, and then finally comes out of the the keep, and she sees Damon, who is like that, just oh. this hooded, yeah, god. He looks like actually, he kind of looks like like a hooded devil. But loved it. That's hotter. <laughs>
1: <Honestly>. <laughs> and and uh, just for the for the gist of it, he basically takes her out for a night on the town. Mm-hmm. That's yep. like yep. the the point of it and she loves it she fucking loves it I I just want to say really quickly because you had mentioned it like the commoner clothes for her to look like a boy they bump into somebody while they're like you know chilling with the you know just seeing like what's happening in the streets of the commonwealth and uh she bumps into the guy and he's like oh like watch out boy and she turns his name and she's like she he called me boy and I I know the thrill of being in disguise but of course in my notes because we've talked about this I'm just like LGBT LGBT like I think that and I think a lot of women can relate to this but like having the respect of being thought of as a man in that moment you know like yeah, like it was like a crude thing like, "Oh, watch out, boy," but still her being like, "Oh, people could see me like a man right now."
0: Yeah. That holds power. Yeah, it really does, especially when you are in an incredibly patriarchal society that she's in. Um, you know, it probably was really liberating for her to not wear the cross of being a fucking woman for, you know, a bit. So, yeah, she got really excited. Basically what it looks like's happening is like there's like a carnival Damon's taking her through all these like very narrow alleyways they're seeing like you said the commonwealth but they're also seeing like the weird and the bad and the ugly yeah
1: vendors um, like and like magicians and like people trying to read your fucking future it's very yeah. circusy carnivaly
0: yes like, yep prepare. so exciting shit I know. And when I was watching it for the first time, I'm texting Maddie at the same time and I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cute. This is so hot. This is all the things because you know, the, just the whole fantasy of like in disguise, you might get caught secret passageways You oh. know, being somebody that you're not supposed to, be. there's this forbidden. The yeah, was, yeah. The, yeah. The thrill was so fun. And we, this, we've been anticipating from the, the like very first episode Rhaenyra and Daemon having a moment like this where they're not trying to be cordial and politically correct and you know all these things that they're supposed to be in public like they're actually just able to be with themselves by themselves not in the public's eye so it was really really exciting like all the hair in my body was standing up and then we immediately cut to sick-ass King Viserys in a tiny fucking bathtub with people standing around it just killed my vibe So fucking hard. I know. I know. You know, so the only thing I'm really gonna note in this is that Allison was, you know, just being a very good wife. She is an incredibly good wife. Um, where she says, like, I will bathe him myself. And, you know, the man is just sickly, Mm -hmm. and you know, we don't stay in here too long, but
1: yeah, it quickly cuts back to the them enjoying themselves at the carnival and I like the progression of all of this. You know, you just touched on that. But, like, it goes from, like, lighter to harder throughout the night. So we see them in the streets. The, the They're kind of just, like, taking everything in. And um, the first thing that they stop to do is, like, a little play. Mm-hmm. You know you know how commoners do plays about fucking Royal.
0: royalty? Yeah. It's always, like, a parody. They're always making fun. Yeah, it's satirical. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my note on that, we'll get into it because there's important things that happen, but like the first thing I thought was Harold Zidler from Moulin Rouge is exactly what the one man on stage looks like. Um, the eyebrows and the way that he's talking. And I was like, holy shit, they recast him to do the same exact thing for this show. But, um, yeah, so they're, you know, going over King Viserys and they say, you know, he named a woman as his heir and, the crowd starts booing. And one thing, the reason why I mentioned Kristen in the beginning of this episode about him wanting to protect Rhaenyra from seeing anything bad or any harm or like protect almost like her innocence, uh, damon is basically keeping her in this situation and letting her live through it. And so there's something that I appreciate about it because I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, I want to protect her too. And I'm like, fuck you, Damon, for putting, you know, bringing her here and letting her listen to these people that are clearly anti-Rhaenyra having the throne, you know, as because it, it must be hard for her to hear. But on the other hand, I almost appreciate him for treating her like an adult. And oh, other, I appreciate- the honesty. as, okay, so that's
1: a really good point. I want to say that Damon and Kristen, the way that they're setting it up right now, it feels very like light and dark. Good and bad very, protector and for sure. Yeah. It, they're definitely pitching it that way. And the thing is, like, I agree with you. It kind of pisses me off that Damon is like trying to be corruptive with her. Yeah, but yeah. I also appreciated him taking her there first because he's like, listen. Basically, what I'm telling you is that, like, just if you want, because she was kind of like, oh, the slander. Like she yelled yeah. back at the crowd. But what in between the lines is like Rhaenyra you might get the throne but there's going to be pushback he's just trying for me it was more like an educational like realist moment like listen Viserys is sick you could ascend soon and this is what you're going to have to deal with you're going to be even under more threat than any other ruler because you're a woman
0: yeah exactly so in that regard I really appreciated it and if I was in her shoes I think that I would gravitate towards you know and she's in a position where she doesn't feel like she needs that much protecting right now. She hasn't been in situations that are really that scary yet. So you know and she she's young and young minded so like having the danger that is Damon and what he's introducing her to it's great life lessons. I think she needs it. Damon is the only one that's really showing it to her. You know, but then there is that like opposite of Kristen that like, yes, she can be vulnerable around him and she trusts him, but that's not really what she's seeking right now. She doesn't need somebody else to protect her and to mm-hmm. be fucking on watch of her all the time. Oh, she so needs someone that can let her cut loose a little bit. Exactly. So I think that like with Damon, that's there is a serious appreciation that she has from him because he really is treating her like an adult. Mm-hmm. and. Um, And I think that she needs that. And if you think about yourself when you were 18 years old and maybe in Rainier is fine, she's acting kind of like a 15, 16 year old, you know, that's what you wanted to, you wanted that specifically. So, you know, we see the play, we see the responses from the crowd about her. She kind of, you know, brushes it off and walks away. And, and then she, you know, they're kind of playing around. She steals, I think like a street rat, from a vendor and, yeah. you know, runs away. And, um, you know, and
1: plays along, he sets it up. He's like, Oh,
0: in King's landing, we pay for
1: freaking bricks for that. You know, yeah. and then the guy's like, Oh, and he's like, don't worry. Like, I got it. And then, you know, like the thrill of the chase, I like, it's weird because she needs to be treated like an adult, but she also needs to have freedom to like act. A little crazy.
0: Yeah. And playfully, you know, she's incredibly, we, this is the first time we've really seen her be able to like be playful, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's why, like I mentioned the whole kind of like closeted controlled environment thing, because she was a lady of the court. She was the King's daughter her entire Mm -hmm. life. She had to hold herself to a standard and act accordingly. So, you know, I don't think she's ever really gotten the opportunity to really play, and be you know rebellious and and kind of you know I don't know just playful so um yeah so she's running he's going along with it he's running after her and then we We get to the good stuff
1: (laughs) kind of so just really quickly I just want to go through this so we cut really quickly back to Allison and she's just taking like a drink of alcohol and I was like honestly girl you're stressed I get it Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to them. She's still running and she gets she uh Rhaenyra runs into a guard and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, what are you running from? And she's like, so or whatever the fuck his name was. And he's like, princess. And Damon is coming behind her. And basically the the guard lets her go. And he's like, all right, you know, watch out, boy. Like, you might not be as lucky next time
0: mm-hmm.
1: because like she's running wild in the streets right now. But he's also like she's still the princess, so he can't really. Tell her what to do. Yeah. Um. And then we cut back to Allison in bed, and she's called to yeah. the she's room, summoned. Mm-hmm. But she says back to the girl, she's like, "Well, the hour's really late, dude. Yeah. Like I'm fucking tired." Mm-hmm. Um. And then this is—they chopped up the scene so weird. I just don't want to lose you guys. But oh, God. yeah, they really did. They uh. They cut back to the carnival and they're kind of getting a little deeper. So we saw the play. We saw her like steal like a street rat. And then we see some like nude contortionists. It's not the brothel. It's not that yet, but it's kind of just like getting a little nude, a little weird,
0: a little more like transy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think that like with this, this part of it, I just want to note before we get into the next good bits, but Uh, This was a female director, and Claire Kilner is her name, and I don't really know her body of work that well, but I do know that immediately I knew that it was a female director just by the ambiguity of this scene, and um, how well it was from Rhaenyra's point of view, which we don't see a lot of. Um, and even in like the scenes throughout this episode, it was it was really cool because if you think about the first time, and I think a lot of us can, can remember the first time that we were introduced to things like this beyond what we knew, or like we always knew that sex was a thing, but like when, you know, like the first time we were actually in it, and how hazy it felt and how kind of out of body it was. And, and I think that this scene, you know, with the the top level of the brothel where it's, it's kind of like the red light district, so to speak, mm-hmm. you're seeing the naked people. You're not really seeing any sexual acts yet, but just how like foggy it kind of got. And Rainier is just so like, just trying to take it all in. And Damon mm-hmm. is just, you really get it from her point of view and there is like even just the bits where Damon, you can just see his silhouette walking in front of her was really sexy.
1: Yeah, no, I I did see that too. I watched that. Um, I knew that a woman directed it and I knew it as soon as I saw it because of the, the haziness, the vulnerability, the being led, trusting in a uh, kind of a unsafe situation Mm -hmm. i we all know those feelings um and I just want to say too quickly right before we cut to the brothel scene we see a scene of Viserys and Alicent having sex because she does go to the room um she looks dead inside obviously Alicent had said some shit to her earlier she's just thinking about her positioning in life whatever but again you know just light and dark I think like they're they're doing the same thing with Allison and Renira like duty versus freedom. Yeah. You
0: know, um that kind of thing.
1: But yeah, the definitely. brothel it's, it,
0: it's an immediate comparison and that's I think why they did it. Um absolutely why they did it was to show that there is two parts and you know while they're there, you know they're getting kind of deeper into the broth we start seeing people have sex and then Damon is saying, you know, um this is this is fucking and fucking can be enjoyed by the man as much as it is by the woman yes and we're kind of getting back and forth Allison, with viserys's fucking sickly ass body just on top of her um and then you know we're getting the actual enjoyment of where it's not where it's duty-free right Mm -hmm. it's it's all pleasure it's not a responsibility um God, so I mean, yeah, I'm gonna cut the Alicent and Viserys uh talk for just a second so I can enjoy this because the those I really just want somebody to stitch the scenes with Ranira and Damon the whole thing without any Viserys because it just it killed me every time <laughs> I would get excited and then we would see them again. So I just wanna let's just focus on Damon and
1: Oh my god, uh, Let,
0: let's say less. let's Christ. Go. so it was. So it kind of reminded me of Euphoria and the way that a yes. lot of those, like the tension scenes were, like maybe specifically with like, um, I'm trying to think of like an example. I would say mm-hmm. Rue and Jules, but I know that there's more where there's tension building and, um, you know, and it's just like you don't really know exactly what's happening. There's, it, it kind of is going fast between Rhaenyra is kissing Damon or, you know, then she's not, he's standing behind her. And then there, it was fucking gorgeous. The whole thing, the lighting was great. It was so goddamn hot. It was Um, hot.
1: I really loved it because for me again, like that, that vulnerability of being like, Oh, I'm going to do this with you because I trust you, even though it's, we're in a dangerous place that felt so close to home that Mm -hmm. felt so close to home and like there's a point where like they're going through and he looks back at her as he's leading her just to kind of like reassure her like yo like I got you Mm
0: -hmm. don't
1: worry I know this is all new for you um and you're right I think the way that they kind of go through the kissing it's it's a little lingering, which is nice I think that's what women like you know we want you know, sorry to be abstract about it, like, but, you know, we want more of a narrative when it comes to to sex. Like, you well, know, everybody knows this. Like, it's more about foreplay for women. So, like, to me, it had that edge yes. about it.
0: Yeah, there was nothing rigid. It was all very fluid. It was all very natural and it was all very exciting, even for us as the viewers. Um, I haven't been that excited about something happening in a show in a very long time. Uh, because it's something that like it's been building since the very beginning and like I already said like we knew that the chemistry was there we were just waiting for the other shoe to drop on it and, oh my God, and are we glad it did it baby? Did. Jesus Christ Matthew Smith you son of a bitch Me. I cannot his sex appeal in this especially as Damon is so fucking strong like you know, it's just like, like I said, even just the, this, the quick silhouettes when he's walking her through and even just like the, he's got like a swagger about him. Like he just is so confident and so dominating. And it's really like fun to be in a space where somebody is like that. They're just complete control. She relinquished all control from the moment she got in those fucking long John pants. And you know, and she was living for That's it. Long Johns. Well, whatever they are, they just—I mean,
1: know. just the most unsexy thing he could put her in, which is fine. Um, I love it, and I think you know, just speaking on that, something that uh, we said earlier. Like, I don't even know if it's a physical attraction for him. Like, I think they are so mentally bound. You know, like I really think that he loves her because she understands him. Like, they understand each other. Uh, I don't know. It it made sense to me that all of this unfolded. I was like, yeah, okay. Like, we we don't see your kindness like that towards anybody else. And be, it's because
0: of her camaraderie. Yeah. Not because um, of her beauty. It's not yeah. because
1: of any of that.
0: Yeah. And we do hear Viserys later on in the episode says, Rhaenyra and Daemon share blood with a dragon. And they're both chaotic uh, and, you know, course. and- yeah. And restless. And I think that, that, you know, we're starting to see that energy awaken in Rhaenyra specifically because of this. And I think that Damon, whether his motive was to try to corrupt her, it was, it, I think it was bound to happen anyways. She was just waiting for somebody to like have the key to that door for her. Yeah, you know, and like I it,
1: honestly think he knew that too. Like, you know, I don't want to jump ahead, but later on he does say something in regard to like, well at least I'm I would be the one her showing her these these new things Mm -hmm. rather than her running off with some whore you know like I like it's weird I do think he was trying to get at Viserys I know I think he was (laughs) trying to get at Viserys but I also think that he to me this felt like more of an act of love and protection for Rhaenyra like bigger than his motivations
0: it it almost feels like
1: it felt you know, like he like was when, putting her on to me
0: I, well yeah no I think that that's kind of what it felt like with me too and I think that you know ultimately we get to the point where you know her pants are down her shirt's unbuttoned you know they're they're ready to go to fucking town everyone around them is having sex so there's like you know there there's no stopping it and then for some reason he can't and you know we at first it's like, okay, we're, we're balancing why, right? Like the, like options for why he didn't actually do the job, you know? And, you know, there's the whole idea of like, he only wants what he can't have. And then there's this flashback um, that, you know, of him with the prostitute that's now or was kind of his girlfriend. And now we don't really know what she is, but um, where he's having sex with her and he can't finish Right. Um, so I'm like, okay, there might be some like impotency issues, and you know, and then, then you know, when we actually dig into it and and hear from like the directors on it, the problem is is that he is one of the motives of bringing Rhaenyra there and trying to, essentially, sully her or however Allie, Allison Which put it. it, um, you know, he it was to get back at Viserys, and he he just he. Feels guilty in the moment because she's she's game and he doesn't he can't well, he just can't perform
1: right and I think that like even more than getting back at Viserys probably in the moment like he does love and respect her so it's like yeah. I might want to get back at Viserys but is it worth corrupting this person that I respect yeah and but- admire <laughs> and I want to keep as a fucking friends like that again that camaraderie like mate like look. It's not what they always say, like, oh, friends don't want to date because you don't want to lose the friendship. Like, I kind of yeah. feel like it has something to do with those kind of points of view as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think probably all of it was getting to his head and he, he just couldn't finish the job. And then there is like, you know, there's a point where she's trying to kiss him and trying to go. And like, I'm just like, oh, that's relatable. I feel like a lot of us have been in a situation where we're introduced to something and then we want it more because we can't have it. Right. And at first I thought that he was playing that game with her, but then you can see that he visibly gets upset and like smacks the wall
1: Mm -hmm. and then
0: just runs off basically.
1: And speaking of impotence, just to rewind to when they're talking in the courtyard together and, you know, they're talking about his wife who like he fucking hates and she tells him like your wife is lucky that you never put like a beast in her belly And I'm like, oh, impotence, probably like he might it might not even I mean, she's probably ugly. I hope she's not. But maybe that's why he always says that, like maybe he just has an has some ED stuff going on, which don't be ashamed. There's shit out there that you can research if you're listening and
0: you know, like it happens to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very common thing. Um, It's also very like a lot of times, very stress related. So, I mean, I think that even just in that regard, that makes a lot of sense with Damon. Like he's definitely got some inner demons that he's mm-hmm. trying to, you know, not work through. do I don't think he's trying to work through anything, but like he's got some inner demons. So I think that that's playing a big role in this. And it's going to be interesting how that plays out because if it's something that he doesn't have in check, I don't really know if that we haven't ever heard of that in Game of Thrones or in from what we've seen in the George R. R. Martin, you know, Westeros universe. So it's like, is there medicine for it? Is it something that can actually be helped or is it something that he has lifelong in that will always prevent him from having heirs? You know, who knows? Right um so to the point of him trying to corrupt her and not wanting to finish the job she finishes the job her goddamn self um
1: and he also leaves her which pissed me off because you just let her through all of this shit and now because you can't control yourself or whatever the fuck you're going through in that moment you're just gonna leave her with her pants down like that that was shitty so she had to figure it out and get back what she did and of course just a quick thing that little fucking kid Saw her run out and call for Damon. Yeah, so, you know, I already knew
0: some hot goss was about to hit the streets. Yep, exactly. So basically, we cut to, um, well, I think, yeah, let's talk about, um, let's talk about Kristen and then go back to Viserys and and Allison. I just want to yeah. see this sexcapade through. Yeah,
1: um, I talk about the comparison because I think it's important.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so Rhaenyra, yeah, Damon leaves uh. her literally pants down, but then she figures it out, she runs back, she gets, you know, back to her chambers and then comes in the front way. So Kristen's fucking yeah. just so confused. Like, what the, like what the fuck is going on? In there the whole time. Yeah. So then, you know, he knocks on the door and he's like, Rhaenyra, is everything okay? And she doesn't answer. And then he said, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna call the Lord Commander. And then she immediately opens the door and says, Don't, and then grabs his helmet. And I think that in this moment, she sees an opportunity to kind of dip her feet in a little bit more, you know, well, to
1: finish the job. Is hopped up on a horniness and alcohol right now. Yes.
0: So
1: I just want to say we talked about this a little bit before we started recording the pod, but I really loved the helmet scene. It was playful and girly and giddy and endearing. It was so. Beautiful. And again, like, you know, just talking about these, like, sexcapades and Damon and, and her vulnerability, I think we've all felt that, like, that giddiness. It was so cool to see that played out on screen like that. I was like, oh my god, like, you remember doing dumb shit like that. like Yeah. I don't know. Playing little games. Like that's. Of course.
0: Yeah. So I, it, she, like I said, she reminds me of like a 15 or 16 year old. Like it, Yeah.
1: Yeah. A little very, bit
0: like young and playful and flirty and mischievous, I would say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she she steals his helmet and he is having no parts, but he is not enthused at all. Um, you know, and he's trying to be, he's trying to have integrity. He's a white cloak. He's a Kings guard. He swore, you know, about oh, chastity. Exactly. Yeah. He's not supposed to be fucking around. He's not supposed to be plagiarizing. Um, so, or plagiarizing, Jesus. He's not supposed to be fraternizing is the word I meant to say. I was like, whose books is he copying? <laughs> um, So, yeah. So she's like, and she knows that. And I think that that's why I actually preferred this scene over the Damon scene. As steamy as the Damon scene was, it was nice to see her in a dominant setting uh-huh. with someone who is n- just naturally submissive because of his position um uh-huh. you know so she knows that she can get him in the room and then you know she goes to hand him the helmet back finally after making him chase her around her room and um, so and beautiful. she kisses him and yeah. it's when he leans forward and it's like I loved it because first of all Kristen motherfucking Cole Hot damn. The thing is, is like Matt Smith is not traditionally sexy. He has sex appeal out the fucking asshole. But like Kristen yeah. Cole, not really a lot of sex appeal, but like.
1: Subjectively, I think across the board attractive, gorgeous,
0: maybe. Gorgeous. Yeah, I agree. So, and then him, you know, being kind of s- like standoffish, kind of stoic a little bit, just like not really feeding into it, just, you know, trying to perform his duty seeing him wrestle with that, like, I really want this, but I shouldn't be doing this and I can't do this and, you know, he holds out for a little bit, not I as long, did. but, he like, a little good.
1: bit. I think he did good.
0: I mean, I think so, too, and, you know, it's like, and it's just the setting alone in both of these, you know, and one, it's like they're kind of, with Damon and Renira. it's kind of voyeuristic, it's kind of like, ooh, this is bad, yeah. you know, gotta keep yeah. a secret, like, I shouldn't be seeing this. Like I'm the heir to the throne, you know, I'm lady, but like, you know, in with Kristen, it's like in her chambers in the middle of the night and no one's around and no one's going to hear them. And it's, yeah. And it's, it yeah, it's very intimate. Both of these yeah. settings are very intimate. And, um, you know, so she, she kisses him and then she kind of starts to like, he's, he's wrestling with it. And I just loved that. And that there's something dominating about me that just loves to see a man fall in that way. Just like, just succumb to everything that I'm putting on the table. Like, you can't say no to this. That's really fucking hot. So, you know, she starts taking off his armor. And one thing that I noted, you know, um, we were having a conversation about this earlier. And it was like, do you think taking off all that armor would be a buzzkill? Right. Like it would just be like, okay, my dick is immediately not hard because of how long this took. But I really enjoyed it because it normally in sex scenes we see, especially of this time where women women are wearing a million different things, girdles and pantyhose and ba and stockings mm-hmm. and all this stuff. We we are normally seeing men that are undressing women. And men are in that power position where they're the ones that are deciding that they're going to take the clothes off a woman and woman is just kind of submissively standing there where in this scene, we're seeing her take off Kristen's armor, which I think was so fucking hot.
1: Yeah. And I think it's very powerful, you know, like you said, and I think even in the director's cut, the girl who directed the scene says like, you know, even I had to really think hard and long about like all of the images that I've seen and the way that it's been done before because you're right men usually do the undressing like it was so empowering to see her do that it it truly was I was like yeah you and from the the beginning like it's weird because like I feel like she coerced him for sure definitely you know? and like that first kiss that she stole no consent you know <laughs> like uh you know like these things I'm like oh, Rhaenyra, you better than that but I want to point out that her coercion and playfulness and this, you know, maybe I'll get flamed for this, but like, I feel like for women, it's way more delicate. And I think that if he really was like, absolutely the fuck not, she yeah. would have been like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He and
0: could not lot of- out of it for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like when women are feeling coerced it's more aggressive. Yeah. You know, so well, like, yeah.
0: or it's, it's, you know, we're immediately because we're smaller and less strong and et cetera. Like they're just physical. Um, You know, we're, we're automatically starting with a negative one because of that. So mm-hmm. when a man is being coarse, it's like, it's almost like you can physically get out of the situation. You know what I mean? Like I'm, she's not holding a gun to his head kind of thing. I hate that, that saying, but I think that that's kind of where, you know, our, that mindset comes from is that like, he physically can overpower her. So if he really didn't want to be there, he could have left and he could have stopped her somehow. Right. And right? the shoes on the other foot, a lot of times women can't physically overpower the person that is coursing them. Right. So, right. um, you know, but I think that I, like I said, I'm, I'm more of a dominant person, I would say. And like, there's some, I'm also a a horrible influence and really I'm very like Damon. I would say in this way that I really like influencing people to do bad things. Um, it's I don't even call it a toxic trait. I love that about myself because you have fun with me. oh yeah. You know, I'm gonna show you the underworlds. I will show you the underworlds. Oh my god. <laughs> Can we please get a <laughs> Hades version of that? It's so fun. <laughs> so um I was really into the whole thing seeing you know it goes from Damon wanting to corrupt Rhaenyra to her inevitably corrupting Kristen mm-hmm. and I was just kind of here for the domino effect of sex and yeah um I'm just I'm fucking I'm just here for it and like anybody that knows me knows that like when I'm watching a show I want I want intellect I want sexual chemistry and like relations or just, I just want something provocative, you know? And and so with this, it felt like we got that in this and her, even the sex with Kristen or taking off the armor. It was so nice. And I feel like it was, it's funny because you already mentioned this and again, jumping ahead to it, but when Damon says, well, you know, wouldn't you rather have her, you know, have me be the one that, that showed her these things. And really in that moment, I was like, no, I would rather it have been Kristen. I think that, that in that way, it worked out actually better for her because Kristen is gentle and kind. Yes. And it was absolutely her decision. It wasn't something that she was brought to. And, and I know she, it didn't seem like she felt pressured in the brothel, but it, was absolutely like unadulterated her decision to do that with Kristen when she came back yes. so I think that that was the best case scenario
1: well right and I think like day. just talking about like light and dark in comparison I think even the sex like that the very physical- vanilla with Harry- well not even like you know he's on top she flips him over like it felt really like equal and balanced, like the it the power was balanced. And I really appreciated that compared to the Damon scene where like, he's kind of positioning her, flipping her around, yeah. pushing her hands up on the wall, pushing her on the wall, like all of the, and I mean, she was here for it, like any of us would have been, but yeah. <laughs> I I think I liked the equal power play more. For sure, yeah. I
0: think especially because we know that she's a virgin, and you know we know that this is her first time. So like, I think that she, what ultimately what I think is that she is still going to be longing for Damon, and you know, like I think it, you know, it's going to happen eventually. But like, I think that you know, it's kind of like we have the good guy and the bad guy, and the good guy never wins you know, like, I think that with Kristen, he will forever be, I mean, he's a King's guard. It's, it would never work anyways, because he swore off all things, but like, it will always be a friend zone sort of thing, I think. But Mm -hmm. my big thing is that like, she now has a sex toy in the shape of a gorgeous Dornish man outside of her bedroom door at Mm -hmm. all fucking times. And I'm like, oh god Renira! like you are a lucky duck girl she's officially inducted into the hose oh the hose. yeah I Absolutely. just wanted to say this by the way um
1: an old co-worker of mine texted me this morning at like 9 30 I was not awake because I stayed up late as fuck for Cobra Kai shout out uh but she sent me the funniest TikTok of Renira, And remember when she walks into the city with the boar and like all the, the young guys are like, oh shit, looking at her. Mm-hmm. All I could think of, because it was like, she's got hoes. Like that's what the TikTok was. And I was like, Rhaenyra's got hoes. She's got hoes. She got hoes. And I'm like, look at sneaky bitch. And there's something else that comes up in a little bit with her and Allison. And like, she is on her whole behavior right now. Yeah, she and is. I'm all the way here for it. I have literally no qualms. I'm yeah, like, no. And I'm she, a little baddie.
0: Yes, and she is really establishing a rotation right now, which yeah, I love. I'm yes. just she's got the good boy, she's got the bad boy. Like, even mm-hmm. though you know, at the end of this, uh Damon ends up getting banished like again, but you know, she's got it in her back pocket and she's got like, you know, it's like one of those things that she now can like look across the room at them and like they know what's up. And that's fucking sexy. Like that is such a sexy position to be in, and she deserves it. You know, just be like it's just it's it's her time, you know. She's blossomed. It go get some sex, girl. I'm happy for her. She's a woman
1: grown.
0: Yes, exactly. And, you know, and honestly, like, we were talking about her looking like a boy and feeling liberated, like, her having control over her own sex life is so liberating. I remember- It's one of the like most like that myself. Yeah. Yes. It's it's very liberating just knowing that, like, this isn't just a man's world. Like, I can find pleasure in this too. And I'm happy that, like, that Damon said those words to her, that, like, this is something that can be enjoyed on both, both sides. And I think, you know, that was a direct- Um, You know, just directly related to the conversation that they had earlier where she, you know, just assumed that my whole life is going to be miserable and I'm just going to be forced to do things that I don't want to do. And he's like, no, look at everything that you can do. Right.
1: And I think like just the overarching theme of all of that, I think Rhaenyra didn't even realize that sex could be pleasurable for women. Yeah. like I don't even think that
0: was a thought in her phone. Most women don't, even today's, even our girls have no idea. We don't learn about that ever, you know? And so it's like, you know teaching about the vulva is not something that's in sex ed mostly and you know mm-hmm. it's really just like oh this is a penis it's shaped like a banana goo comes out of it and it makes babies like that's really all it is like yeah. unless you know so I'm like I'm happy it actually that was probably the the sexiest part about the Damon experience in this episode was that he was showing her like basically teaching her yeah like this is this is the world of sex and this is like this it's good these people are here to take what they want and more
1: than that I think it's like this is the world of what you desire and you can take what you want here because Mm -hmm. of your name because of who you are like handle your duties but also live your life and I want to say just to kind of cap this full circle right at the end of her and Kristen having sex they're in like that seated position she's on top but they're kind of both sitting up yeah God, just just great yeah. uh but she, the way that she looks up over his shoulder it's epiphany like she's like all right I understand now mm-hmm. yeah I really liked that little moment you know it's no dialogue it's just it's just her looking but it like it seemed like a new horizon had been yeah. opened
0: for her yeah
1: which you had um-
0: I agree. I agree. Definitely. And that I think is, it was the whole theme of this episode really was just like, you know, she discovered something brand new and something, a place that she can find re- relief and release herself. And, you know, um, okay. So the last thing that I want to say, cause we're going to move on, but, um, is just that, uh, the lack of nudity was, I loved it you know, there was no, it really just showed that you can build a sexual scene around, you know, just bodies and tension. And like the air was so thick and all of these things, you know, so but there was absolutely no nudity. And I think that, you know, I really liked it. And I'm not a person that's ever against nudity. I love seeing titties sometimes, you know, like I'm not ever against that, but It was just, it was really nice because that was a big note of like, oh shit, I didn't see any boobs. I didn't see any butt cracks even. And it it was just nice that you can still build a very sexy scene without showing a full body. I agree. It's funny that you
1: brought that up. I'll keep this a very quick tangent, but a couple weeks ago, John and I were talking about something. I forget what we were watching, but he By the way, everybody, John is my boyfriend. Um, (laughs) They're like, who the fuck is this? Uh, But he was saying, he was like, yeah, Maddie, like sometimes I really don't understand why they show sex in movies. Like I don't think sex scenes are necessary. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is a good topic. I'm going to Google this really quick. There's a lot of opinions. Yeah. But I will say, and I'm not on either side. I'm here for it either way. But I, I will say that there's a lot of good things that I've watched where not, not even a little bit of nudity. Like we got, it wasn't nudity in these scenes, but we did get like her side boob. You know, we did get Sir Christian's chest. Like, yeah, but that's not. I no, mean, I it's, it's not it's- like that. But there are so many things that don't show a single thing. It just shows them like walking into the bedroom and the door closes, and it's implied. Yes, and, and it it's yeah, still hot, it still works, and like. I think that's a really good point that you just brought up. It worked for me very
0: well. Um, It worked for me better than if I'm comparing it to Game of Thrones. I would say there are probably maybe only two or three, maybe not even that many, that you know scenes in that movie where or scenes in that show sex scenes in that show where I felt like ooh, you know right I think the only thing made me feel like that that... from from start to finish in two completely different settings yeah and I think men and I felt like that the entire time and there was hardly any sex that even happened it was just the the anticipation of Which it was
1: the best part Exactly, right? exactly. So, and that's why we knew it was written by a woman because the anticipation was it was depicted so well yeah in all the scenes so yep. we hate to fucking stop talking about the sex because we're whores and we just love it G- damon dick and fucking yeah. sir dick. christian dick yeah Gonna get it right and Colcock, baby. Woo! Oh, no! Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, <laughs> yeah, but
1: honestly, Ramira,
0: proud of you, ho. Yes, yes. Um, congratulations on busting yeah. that cherry, baby. Yeah, um, yes. okay, so let's move on. So, the we can talk about, I guess, um, Allison and Viserys for a little bit. I mean, you had already said, like, you know, we were switching in and out to them having sex he called her into his room very late
1: yeah I mean it's not it's pretty quick like it's like I said before she just looks really dead inside and I think that there was a couple moments you know I think that she's really just thinking about what Allison said to her earlier about popping out airs like I and again I think Allison has a fire-ass moon of sorts because the way she said it i don't think she meant to hurt Allison. no you no, rhaenyra
0: so rhaenyra has a fire-ass moon
1: yeah that's sorry rhaenyra has a fire-ass moon but what she said to Allison earlier about popping out airs like she didn't mean to hurt her it just came out yeah you know but i think that allison has been thinking about it all day so that's why we see
0: her like in bed with viserys just kind of like one, I think she's probably felt like that for a while, you know, and I mentioned, I think she's a really good wife. She's very dutiful and, you know, will do whatever is asked of her and just be there to support her husband. And that's what she, in her mind, that's what she's supposed to be doing. But like ultimately that's leaving her very empty and very just miserable. I mean, yeah. like even just like when she has the little clip of her with the baby girl, it's like, she's sitting, you know, she's there, she's with a baby. It's her second baby in three years. And, you know, she's just kind of looking out the window to the city and yeah. that's all her life is. Yeah. And, you know, and even like in the beginning, you know, the, the older man that's trying to court Um Rhaenyra is saying, he's talking about like, how great his windows in his castle are. And she's like, cause that's a woman's place is inside and it, you know, and, and gazing out at what everybody else is doing, but not actually participating or enjoying anything. Yes. So I think that like, that was also symbolic to just her being at that window. And it's like, yeah, this is all, this is what her life has come to. And so yeah, clearly Allison not happy at all. And I think that we'll probably start to see some of that aggression or like not aggressive she's not aggressive but like I think we might start to see that transpire into aggression because it, I agree yeah she has to release it somehow and really right now she has zero vices right so. and
1: she, she's quiet you know so like what do they say about the quiet ones I just have a feeling about her yeah yep. um so immediately after the sex scene we cut to Damon who's waking up basically in like a hotel of sorts like in a room um, and he wakes up to his old favorite whore, Missaria, mm-hmm. And she's basically like, I'm your fucking protector, bro. Like wherever the fuck you ended up last night, I basically got you, took you here. Um, you know, and she she kind of like, it's a little bit of small talk. She explains to him that like, I don't, I'm not a whore anymore because the skin trade can only take you so far, which I assume she runs the hotel that's kind of what it was alluding
0: to. I'm not. Oh, so I, I, yeah, I'm not really sure. I do know that she is, um, that before this happens, we're, we're actually like, we see Otto go outside and he gets word from quote unquote white worm. And then in this scene, I'm not going to presume to know anything about what she's doing or how, like what job she has, but we see it's very clear that the, the, the kid that there's a kid that saw uh, Rhaenyra and Damon leave the brothel. Um, he's also the one that shows up at the gate, talks to Otto and he also gives, um, Miss area money. So we know that she is white worm. Like we're pretty much just draw that conclusion immediately that she is now an informant for Otto. I didn't know um, that the kid was there. Yeah. 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 So, um, he so that that's kind of what's happening. And then uh then we cut to Otto telling Viserys about Ranira and Damon. And one thing that I just I loved about this because Viserys does not strike me as really a patriarchal or like misogynist person. I think that he just lives in that society, so he has to follow suit. But um Otto is kind of beating around the bush to telling Viserys what happened, and then he says. Uh, like verbatim, the princess was uh, spied last evening. Spotted last evening, last evening beyond the walls of the keep in a pleasure house. And Viserys goes, "What of it?" Yeah. And I thought that that was great because it's like she's an 18 year old girl, you know. And Viserys is not concerned with that. And it wasn't until Otto said that he was with Daemon that Viserys started freaking out, right. and you know, almost immediately saying, "Like, are you really that?" um, it like ambitious for, for power that you're going to spy on my daughter and lie about her and et cetera. Like he's very defensive. He's in denial right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then basically it it kind of goes to Kristen is summoning, uh, Rhaenyra for and says the queen wants to talk to you. And then they're back out in the courtyard by the godswood and Alison, this really pissed me off because the way that Allison came at her was like, you're trying to play mom. And I didn't like that at all. I had the same reaction. It It felt felt very motherly. Yeah. It felt very holier than now because she's not her mother. And it just felt like you, Allison, are the fucking problem in a patriarchy because men, yeah, they're going to be like that and they all suck, but it's women that follow suit so hardly and, and shit on other women for anything you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you're the, you're what's keeping women and their freedom down. And like that just, it really fucking bothered me when she said that. And eventually she kind of comes around and says, I just care about you. And I want to make sure that you're not making bad decisions. And I get that. But like, Alice, I'm just like, Alison, watch your fucking tone girl. Because if I was Rhaenyra, I would have punched her in the face. I yeah. Up, like, so on site
1: would have punched her in the face. face. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so I kind of felt the same way. Although like, You know, you and I are different. I have differing opinions of that moment too. Yes, I felt like she was being super motherly, but that's what she knows now. And again, like her love language is following duties. That's not Rhaenyra's love language, and it pisses me off because I'm like, you guys were best friends. You should know Rhaenyra. But they've been kind of on the, you know, like the last three years of their lives, they haven't been as close nearly. So like she, she doesn't know. But even in that first thing when she brings up the allegations she has such a tremble in her voice like she was on it more than anger it felt like fear and concern and like I thought she was about to cry like oh my god Raniro I heard this what the fuck is going on like I it felt super protective but I think her delivery was bad Yeah. Her delivery was fucking awful. Yeah. Um, It it sucked because I'm sure if I was Rhaenyra, I also would have been like, it's on site. You fucking bitch. Like, why are you even calling me out? But I also like, I heard the fucking anxiety in Allison's voice. Like, I'm so anxious for you. Like what's going to happen to you? Yeah. You know, and I, and maybe selfishly, like if I don't have you, then what do I have? You know, like, and maybe that's a little bit fucked up, but I do think that Allison still wants the best for when I mean, whether I or not she that, has Yeah, her.
0: yeah. I mean it's very clear because especially because it's like, you know, you know a person by how they are when you're not around. And Allison is consistently has Rhaenyra's back, um, behind Rhaenyra's back when they're talking to Viserys. So like we almost immediately go into um oh well, I mean, we have a, a situation with Damon, but I'm just gonna skip ahead just while we're on Allison. Um, you know, she ends up talking to Viserys about the whole thing because Viserys now knows and, you know, is basically saying like, I think Rhaenyra is telling the truth. She told me that she didn't, you know, nothing happened with her and Daemon and I believe her. And, um, so that it's just like, it kind of shows that like Alison does have Rhaenyra's best interests at heart and she's Mm -hmm. not evil and she's not power hungry or anything. She wants Rhaenyra to have the throne. She's vouched for her before she'll continue Mm -hmm. to vouch for her. Um, I think that, yeah, it's just, she is, it just seems very judgmental. And that is something that it's just such a turnoff in someone's character for me, whether or not you're great behind the scenes, it's still like to my face, you're making me feel like shit. Um, so yeah, we'll just kind of quickly go through the rest of it, but I think the bigger things that happen is the bigger things that happen is, um, Damon is called to thrown on clearly hungover. And uh Viserys basically just beats him up and and is is asking him why, you know, why he would try to corrupt Renera and what happened. And Damon's not denying it. In fact, he's basically saying that it happened, even though it didn't. And um, you know, and Viserys has uh the dagger to his throat and Damon says, Why don't you just marry her to me? And you know, you already said that the crown owes me for figuring out stepstones, like, why don't you just wed me and Rhaenyra? You know, I will take her as she is and I'll love her and, and all that. So, and that was, it was even just sexy that just like he, he, God, he's just so careless. He doesn't like react to anything, just so nonchalant yeah um and god that was like even just the words coming out of his mouth like why don't why don't you you know what hurt me or like it was just like oh god it you son of a bitch how do you do this every time how do you get me why do you get me like it's just yeah and it's funny because like
1: he mentions that he wants to do it in like the old valerian way uh, and he's like you know like aegon the conqueror did and he's like you you're no fucking conqueror that's what Viserys says back to him he says you're you're no conqueror you're you're a fucking plague. Yeah, yeah. Um, really quick, just before we move into that, I just wanted to say one more thing about Alicent and Rhaenyra and their interaction because Rhaenyra's reaction to being called out, I didn't love it because it to me, if I was Alicent, I would have seen right through that shit. I've been like, I know you're fucking lying. Cause she's like sister, and I was like, bitch, you were just mad at her for three years, and now you're calling her sister. Yeah, like no, I didn't. It, I. Especially for who Rhaenyra has been, I just thought she would have been more like, who the fuck would even say that? And why are you questioning me? Yeah. Like,
0: get the fuck out of my face. I agree. It did. Scream guilty yeah. And so, I think like, especially because she didn't, t- she said she lied when she said Damon never touched me,
1: but mm-hmm. she didn't
0: lie. She wasn't lying when she said like, you know, we didn't go all the way. Mm-hmm. It, but I think that the guilty conscience is really coming from the fact that she had sex with Kristen after well right so but I also got tainted by Damon she is still quote-unquote tainted you know yeah
1: and I I also wanted to mention that she does lie on her mother which mm-hmm. I was all the way here for that is some ho shit <laughs> <laughs> it's a ho po- shit That's the whole prerogative baby Yeah, not, and, lie the last, and die. yeah <laughs> and the last thing that um I just like, it just kind of like me about like, again, Rhaenyra's response. Like, you know, she does say like, oh, I was just a spectator, but I wish she would have explained to Allison why Damon brought her there, especially because Allison could use knowledge dropped on her right now. Like it could be pleasurable for women as well. Yeah rather than just like being so dutiful, like maybe I could show you something or help you with something that could help you with Viserys. Like I, it felt like a really missed opportunity.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, Anywho. Yep. So uh, after that, the confrontation with Viserys and Damon, Viserys does tell Damon like go back to your veil, go back to the veil with your wife, um, who we have not seen or met yet. And then, um, then that's when the, the conversation between Viserys and Allison are talking. Allison is basically saying that, um, you know, she thinks that Rhaenyra is telling the truth and that Daemon is the one that's lying, which is ultimately true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Rhaenyra meets Viserys in his chambers. And the big thing to note from this is, you know, they have a conversation. They're kind of talking about it. He's kind of beating around the bush with her and not asking her exactly what happened, but she, he basically tells her like, you're going to do your duty and you're going to marry Lenor um, Valerian. And mm-hmm. she agrees, but she says, you know, you have to deal with the, the your own snake in your garden, which is Otto mm-hmm. And, um, immediately Viserys, you know, holds her to it and, and fucking fires his ass. And, Yeah, that was, you know, that was really like the closing thing. The last thing that happens is Rhaenyra is served a a plan B cocktail. um, Oh my (laughs) God. And and by the maester, the grand maester, and she has no idea what it is, but he's like, it's for any unwanted troubles and or complications. Um, And yeah, and then she immediately realizes what it is. We don't see her drink it. We don't see her do anything so yeah and
1: this is this is problematic the plan b t because if she takes it then he knows that she's sullied Mm -hmm. but he'll think that damon did it yeah no one knows about like it's a little bit fucked up like this is complex and complicated right now and i was like i knew they were gonna do some dumb shit like this
0: yeah um, yeah, it is. I didn't even think about that, whether like he would check or, you know, the maester like her bed nurses or whoever would check, um, if she actually drank it or not, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, it's the perception of if she did, she's guilty. Right. Um, yeah. So, but then if she doesn't, she's going to have a little Dornish baby running around I mean, unless she marries Lenora immediately, but then Lenora is also half black. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know that it does make it complicated. I really hardly have thought about the aftermath. Right. Because, because she
1: had sex doesn't mean she would have got pregnant in that moment. Like, we don't know. We all know that, like, it's like a 24 hour window once a month for people pregnant, like unless she was ovulating right then and there,
0: then, you know, she's it's a low chance. Yeah. It's a low. chance. Um, ovulation can last up to three days and this, we are not giving professional sex advice or, no. or, or medical advice. Please seek professionals. Uh, do not try to make plan B cocktails on your own. I don't know if they work. Um, (laughs) right. I
1: mean, obviously there are definitely some natural things out there that you guys can do your research on. Um, I don't have all of the facts, but I think I've heard that parsley is good for not having children Don't medical advice. That's again, not medical advice. Don't quote me, but I do think like, there are like herbs and things that people have used in, in like more ancient culture, um, that acts like preventative, uh, like contraception. Yeah. Um so, you know, like they definitely had some things that they could have done, but yeah, that was like my biggest thing about it. I was like, "Oh, if she takes it, she's outing herself and she's outing Damon unintentionally." Like it's like a, you know, sh- he's being outed even though like they didn't have sex. Like they there was no physical penetration, I guess. Sorry to be graphic, but <laughs> uh I don't know. And I think, you know, just another good point just to kind of round out the rest of this episode what the reason that like this kind of comes up um when he is talking to Renara when Viserys is talking to her she goes to grab the blade which is the blade that you mentioned that was in Game of Thrones it, Arya had it it went all over the place but like he's she's reading it and they're making small talk like before he kind of like brings up like did you have sex with Damon he's talking about duty and he's like, you know, read, like it's the, the prophecy, the song of fire and ice or ice and fire. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, it's about your duty, not your desires. Yeah. So I think just like that last little thing, like that plan B thing, I'm like duty and desire, man.
0: Like you, you have to take care of your duties right now with that. Absolutely. So, yep. so what a fucking episode yeah um, what an episode the sex scenes we're gonna rewatch yeah. a million times like seriously keep the sex coming also if anybody knows anything we're just the sex scenes we're stitched together without sickly ass <laughs> fucking clogging up you know all of it let me know yeah send us the fucking link seriously um all right. Well, that does it. The next couple of weeks are going to be a little inconsistent. Um, you know, we're traveling a little bit, so, uh, you know, just stay tuned on social media to see when we're dropping new episodes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at HB underscore hose on Instagram at hb.hose, or shoot us an email at, um, hose at And, you know, we'll feature you. We'll shout you out. Don't forget to like comment, subscribe. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with us. We love to discuss
1: the episodes and just kind of have that open dialogue with each other, with you guys. Um, I'm sure all of you discuss it as well. So we just wanted to get on here and kind of make more of a community about it. So you little hoes. Bye. Bye.